Hi, and welcome to the My RV Broker Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. James Upham, and I believe that everyone who buys or sells RVs should be empowered with all of the tools necessary for a great price and a great experience. This podcast provides advice for the RV lifestyle using RV research, education, and experience to help you buy or sell your RV without being taken advantage of. For more information or for help with your next RV experience, feel free to contact us at myrvbroker.com. Well, good morning, RV lifestylists, RVers out there. This is James Upham. I'm excited again today to come to you about, uh, well, to finish our, off our series about um, the top 10 reasons why buying a car is different than buying a RV. Hey, today is Monday, July 11th. I hope you're having a good week this week so far. I will tell you that I uh, had some great conversations with some uh, sales sales reps in the industry and um some some changes are coming our way i think pretty soon <laughs> so if you're in the market to buy arv the tide is starting to slowly work with you instead of against you in the next couple months i think you're going to have a much better buying opportunity so i think that this uh podcast is the timing is good because uh maybe you're on the fence or you're thinking about buying another rv and you're just not sure if this is the right time, um, I'm telling you that it's actually becoming a better and a better time and throughout the series. And uh, subsequent po- uh, podcasts, we'll, uh, we'll go through those as to reasons why. Just as a real quick recap, let's talk about the 10 reasons why buying ARV is different than buying a car. Um, and let's start, of course, with number 10 as we were going backwards. Number 10 is that RVs are mostly made by humans and uh, cars are made by robots. The nine, number nine reason why buying a car is different than buying RVs because you can kiss good fuel economy goodbye. The number eight reason was that all 50 states have lemon laws for cars, but not necessarily for RVs. The number seven reason was that it's the law in most states that a dealer gives you the same price for cash or if you're financing your own, on your own uh, or going through their internal finance, but RV dealers somehow get around this. Um, there might be lawsuits down the road, I would think. That would change all that, but that is the state of the RV industry right now. The number six reason was that cargo carrying capacity is not usually an issue when buying a car, but it certainly needs to be an issue for you, or at least a topic of discussion when buying a RV. And here we are at number five. The number five reason why RV buying RV is different than buying uh, a car is pretty simple. RVs are not regulated like the auto industry. And so safety standards are not the same. What do I mean by that? Well, I'd like for you to find an RV manufacturing company that does any kind of crash test. Um, now, as some of you know, I used to work for a very well-known RV manufacturer um, for six and a half years or so. I was the Southeast sales rep, um, Southeast of the United States. I also had an international dealer network that I established uh, had a good run and maintained a lot of great friendships and relationships with uh, with a lot of the Winnebago employees. And uh, as a manufacturing slash sales slash training rep uh, in my district, which eventually was about eight states or so, and of course the United Kingdom, um, I had the opportunity to go and try to, of course, sell and train and provide uh, and just service these different dealers. Now, one of the things that I used to go in with 
Um, you know, my chest puffed out a little bit. Something that really made Winnebago different was that Winnebago did what was called a drop test. And with a drop test, um, what they used to do, they don't do anymore, and you probably have figured out why, because it's not regulated and because it costs too much. But they used to actually pick up, they'd build a, a motorhome, and for the first run, they would turn it upside down uh, with a crane, and they'd drop it from a height of three to six feet. And then all the engineers would go in, and they would check it and find out what did and what didn't you know, survive, and they would engineer around this drop test, make it safe. Well, Winnebago decided one day, probably because you know shareholders are the priority when it comes to their profitability, and said, why are we spending so much time and money, and this doesn't even matter to people? More importantly, it's not regulated by the government, so why are we doing it? Now, with a car with a car manufacturer, there are safety requirements and testing that have to be performed in order for them to be sold in the United States, okay? Uh, this is everything from crash test airbags. Remember all those safety ratings that you see on the MSRP or window sticker, I should say? Uh, you'll see all of the different ta tests and crash ratings and stuff. I want you to try to find one of those with the RVs, and you're going to come, um, you're going to come up empty-handed. The reason is they're just not there. Now, they do test. So back to Winnebago. Winnebago still does do testing on a lot of the appliances and some of the materials. I'm not saying that that's not done. But when it comes to safety, now I want you to think about how important safety should be for you. When you're driving a motorhome, let's say, or even if, you have, if you're pulling, you got a half-ton truck and you're pulling a trailer, I want you to think about, you know, the what-if scenarios, not to sound too morbid or, or to, um, you know, use the extreme uh, emergency situations, but what if you were to get into an accident? You know, how, you know, we, we drive around in a motorhome and we think they're safe, right? It's a big, heavy box, and we're driving 65 miles an hour down I-95, and next thing you know, you're getting, you know, you, you're tumbling over left and right because of, of, I don't know, some sort of accident, a tire blowout, and caused all kinds of issues. And God forbid that were to happen. But you want to be able to make sure that your safety belts are working, your seat belts, I should say. And I call them safety belts because they're supposed to keep you safe. But here's an interesting tidbit that you might want to research. Even the seat belts. Okay, a lot of times these RV manufacturers, particularly the ones that are very inexpensive, when they put a seatbelt in a motorhome, they don't usually, in some cases, actually bolt it to solid steel or the tubular steel and structure. A lot of times they'll actually put a little tiny plate underneath a piece of MDF or, or um, some sort of um, plywood. And they'll say it's connected to metal and you're safe and you, you realize that, um, you know, those, those particular <laughs> safety belts, seat belts do not work. Uh, they're not very safe. But they get away with this in the RV industry. Now, why am I bringing that up? Well, what if you have kids or grandkids and you want to go in and you say, okay, well, how, how many, how many uh, seat belts do I have? And you go in and you do your due diligence and you see that you have six seat belts. Now, another side note is that, According to the RVIA guidelines, you are only legally supposed to say that for as many seatbelts as you have in a motorhome, that is technically how many people you sleep. So you might have a massive motorhome that you've got all kinds of bed, and, and the salesperson might say, well, you can sleep 10 people in here. That would be a big one. But let's just say. <laughs> and then you go and you count the seatbelts, so there's only four. Well, technically, there's only supposed to be four passengers, and therefore that, you know, technically speaking, 
that RV is actually only able to sleep four people. So I point that out to say that safety standards are not the same when it comes to cars versus RVs, and that should be an issue for you. You should make that an issue as you're looking at RVs. Don't just let the price guide that decision. Think about how safe it is. Find out how much is made with steel. You'd be amazed how much fiberglass and plastic and wood is made out of these types of RVs. You'd just be amazed at how flimsy they are. Remember, they're trying to, to squeeze out as much profits as they can. And so since the regulations, there's a little bit, but not much. But since those regulations are not there guiding their building process, um, then you need to go in and ask the right questions. And safety should be one of those questions and those, those discussion topics that you should bring up. Hey, I hope that helps. That was number five. The number five reason why buying a car is different than buying an RV is simple. The safety regulations are not the same. They're not regulated. Very, well, I should say this. There are very, very few regulations when it comes to an RV. Uh, and there's all kinds of safety standards and regulations that are required by the government when it comes to buying a car. So go into a buying experience thinking about that with safety and make sure that safety is a primary concern for you. You won't regret it. Hope that helps. We'll look forward to talking to you guys soon. If you ever need anything or if there's a particular uh, to topic that you'd like for me to talk or to interview somebody with, please don't hesitate to reach out our way, and we'll make sure that we try to accommodate. Take care, and God bless.